Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio, caught between a rock and another bigger rock. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie Maintenance, where some movies just need fixing. I'm Carney. I'm Gabe. I'm Damien. And this week, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. The song by that band. I'm not good at Handsome Tom's dad jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Handsome Tom's not good at his jokes. (laughs) No, I know, but... I mean, jokes is being generous to begin with. I I think he spends an inordinate amount of time thinking about them, though. Yeah. He, He plans them out weeks in advance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the second Dwayne Johnson film that has Welcome to the Jungle in the title. Yeah, right. Do you guys remember that one he did with Sean oh, William Scott? Yeah, that one. it is too. In America, it's called The Rundown, but for us, we got Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, yeah. Which was actually a pretty fun movie with Christopher Walken. And that was a Rosario pretty good Dawson movie. Dawson was in it. Yeah, was like one of her right. first ones. Good movie. But yeah. uh, this one, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was good. It was good. It was, uh, I think for me, I went in thinking, especially because you guys had enjoyed it, in a, it's a kind of forgettable way, but I went in going, I know I'm going to like this movie, but I also know it's not going to be the movie I want. Okay. As in a, an honest sequel to the original. So you weren't expecting that, but what you wanted was something that continued straight on. Yeah. Well, well not, not, it, it didn't whatever. need to continue straight on, but I wanted it to have the same tone and stakes as the first one. Yeah. Where this one I knew was just going to be a laugh, which it was, and it was yeah. a good laugh, but it, yeah, it definitely didn't have. Like the first one's pretty deep. It's pretty dark at times, you know. I, I just rewatched it this morning, and tone and stakes would be the the big thing. Yeah, because that film, fuck, it had them. It was oh, it's just that did classic like nineties Spielberg clone type yes. film. Yeah, that yeah. Just hits everything. Joe Johnson directed it. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. Yeah. he's yeah. actually great for just films that don't really exceed expectations, but they just deliver. For Spielberg light sort of. Yeah, he's kind yeah. of your, your quintessential Spielberg light. Well rounded family fan. Yeah, absolutely. And he directed yeah. the best Jurassic Park film, so you know. I've watched that recently. So good. It's a lot of fun. So yeah. good. He just does fun movies. It's the one that, mm. it's the Jurassic Park film that I would just put on mm. and enjoy. Yeah. Like, I don't have to think about anything. It's just great. Is your favorite bit when he's just talking to the kid and he's, he, that's that quote about something like, um, oh, I liked you. You liked dinosaurs back then. Yeah, back when Actually, you liked no, dinosaurs. My, my favorite bit is the raptor on the plane being like, Alan, Alan. Oh, that's fun. But- <laughs> <laughs> I nearly paused the movie to message you and be like, what the fuck just happened? I can't I believe they did so that. Much. It's so shit. It's no, fun. I watched it again the other night. It's so much fun because it actually has heart. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, you know, you liked dinosaurs back then. Yeah. It's like, well, back then they hadn't tried to eat me. Mm. It's just like a lovely, lovely film for mm. the Alan Grant character. Do you hope he comes back into the fold? Ah, oh, like, I think it's one of those things where it's like, I would enjoy the nostalgia of it. And I just like Sam Neill in things, mm. but I don't think they need to. I think like, you know, as far as the Jurassic Park films have like planned out character arcs, he's had a pretty good one over the two films he was in. And yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, But Jumanji. Jumanji, yeah. Right. Do you think that like in terms of, because Robin Williams was huge in the 90s, yeah. probably along with Jim Carrey, they're like the two biggest actors yeah, of the 90s. Cool. Yeah. Is this like his quintessential role, do you think? I think for me personally, I think it's either this or Hook. Yeah, fuck. Because Hook, Hook. Hook was great. Hook is so great. Hook didn't get received very well at the time, but yeah, I don't know why. See, again, see, both both of those movies were big parts of my childhood. Yeah, for whatever. I think it's mostly because we had taped them off TV. Yeah. So out of the twenty options we had, they were two of them. So I just watched them a lot. Were they? Was it the one for me? It was like when you'd go to the video store and you'd have to like pick ten movies, and right. so you'd always end up. Yeah, You'd, yeah, you'd get yeah. the new ones first, and then you'd always end up filling out the ten with things like Loch Ness yeah. and Jumanji. <laughs> yeah. And it was a lot of Robin Williams. It was things like Mrs. Doubtfire and yeah, um, yeah. Fuck, I'm struggling. Patch Adams, stuff like uh, that. Yeah, Patch Adams wasn't bad. So for me, like, I just love Robin Williams, and like, I mean, I wish he was still around because mm. I'm, I'm guessing they would have found a way to, 
yeah. to include him in this one, yeah. which would have been cool. Yeah. But I don't cool. think the fact that he wa- that there wasn't, I mean, apart from the slight reference in the hut in the forest, right? I don't think the fact that he wasn't really a part of it was detrimental. In fact, I think the opposite. Like, because mm. I've got, unlike you guys, I've got no strong feelings towards Jumanji, the original mm. whatsoever. Like, I remember watching it as a kid. I remember kind of liking it. I think because you guys are a couple of years older than me, I, th- I think like, I was maybe just like a little bit too young for it, yeah. maybe yeah. at the time. I yeah, don't know, yeah. but it just, it just had no huge impact on me one way or another. But you were saying your brother and, was into it, though, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, I think it's weird with my brother because, like, he's he tends to be like a lot more passionate about films that like came out a couple of years, maybe too soon for me. It's like my brother is right. two years younger than me, but for all intents and purposes, he's two years older than me, right. and it, it's weird. But he, um, <laughs> but he, like, Dad sent him a message because we we saw Jumanji all when I was away with the family for Christmas. My right. brother was overseas, and Dad sent him a message with with you know my dad's very specific film reviews, like three point seven five stars or whatever it was. <laughs> two decimal and places. yeah, my brother was like, my brother just sent one back and like, I don't want my childhood being ruined. I don't want to see it. And I was like, what the fuck, Tristan? Like, what 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 upsets you about this? Like, yeah. it's not it's not really a sequel. It's not really a remake. It's not desecrating the original yeah. in any way. I also it, I take it's a very respectful. With- follow-up yeah it is and 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 i take umbrage with people who say ruin my childhood it's like well first of all your childhood still exists in its entirety yes I, you're not a child anymore so your childhood is also finished like i, I honestly just that and saying i, I personally I hate actually think that jumanji in a lot of ways is kind of the perfect way to reboot a, a franchise mm. in that it doesn't rely heavily on the nostalgia for the original. Yeah. It doesn't, if you'd never seen the original, you'd be fine. There's yes. like one yeah, tiny yeah, reference yeah. and that's it. Or maybe more that I didn't notice because I, again, I'm not that close to the it's original. It's pretty much just I that I think one. it was just the yeah. one, yeah. And otherwise, you know, it completely stands on its own. It, does, it doesn't tread on the original at all. Mm. It just charts its own path. And I think that's fine. Yeah, I think that's so. Good. Like I said, I didn't need a direct sequel. If anything, yeah, that would have probably, because it has been so long, they would have been tripping over themselves trying to pull that off anyway. Yeah. But yeah, to me, it, it felt so different from the original one. And like you mentioned, Carney, mm. stakes. If you want to watch a movie that te- teaches you how to raise the stakes, Jumanji is the one to do it. Because not only do the challenges get harder as they go along, the characters are basically being like... Kid turns into a monkey. They're getting weaker as they I go. But about the kids the, the, the stakes monkey. are getting higher. Yeah. Like... Is honestly, it's it's a fucking masterpiece, and I think the reason for maybe yeah, whatever age I was when it came out, I think because it actually you didn't know that everything was going to be all right. Like yeah. so many kids' movies, so many movies in general, you you know how it's going to end. You're like, yeah. I can pick it. For that one, I, I legitimately didn't know, and like, I was quite frightened by it too. Oh yeah, it, w- it was proper scary, particularly the hunter. Man. <laughs> yeah, the hunter. You've got those horrible flowers, like yeah. the stampede. That stampede coming through the wall. I mean, by That's today's standard, scene. it's a little bit shit. But yeah. back then, fucking hell, man, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. There's, there's so much about Jumanji that I just really love. And particularly, I love that the hunter is played by the same actor yeah. as the dad. Yeah. And it's just because he's always been afraid of his dad. And now his greatest fear in the world of Jumanji right. is the hunter. That's beautiful. And he has to learn to stand up to him at the end. It's just beautiful. Even, yeah, when Rob Williams comes back. And he's walking around his old house and mm. he's, he's looking for his mum and dad. And he has like this nostalgic trip where he goes through the town mm. and everything's changed because he's been gone for 26 years. Yeah, yeah. Someone says, oh, your parents are over on Jefferson Street. And he goes mm. there and it's just a graveyard. Yeah. And he's just kneeling at the grave of his parents. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's beautiful. And then you've got these two kids are like, oh, we need you to come back and play the game. And he's just like, fuck the game. Like, right. What? Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, what other kid movie had those levels of like real world problems? And like, even for the kids, they lost their parents. They're living with their yeah. aunt. Like. The boy doesn't talk for the first half of it or whatever, yeah. only to his sister. Like these, are, these are proper characters yeah. in a kids film that has real stakes. Even you know the character of Sarah, who mm. they have to convince to come back into the game as well. Yes, she's completely fucked. Yeah, like she's a full character, which uh, I don't know. You don't get mm. particularly in the newer Jumanji. There are a few that definitely, are just very thin. Definitely not. It definitely is a yeah. Because like saying all that, I don't really remember any of that about Jumanji. I probably mm. should rewatch it. By the sounds of it, but um, oh. yeah, like the new film definitely felt kind of weightless and that's not in that's not necessarily a bad thing but like i do think like my yeah my even my vague memories of the original jumanji mm. were of it being like a bit deeper and a bit darker than this yeah, yeah. it had dramatic weight yeah absolutely which this one doesn't have and you know it's not it's not the worst thing in the world but like i don't imagine that in 20 years time mm. kids who have grown up and are our age we'll be talking about this Jumanji the same way that you guys are talking about right. the old one. Yeah. And I don't know, there seems to be this weird narrative that's being built around it being like, oh, you know, it's a surprise hit. It's way better than people thought mm. it was, all of that. And I'm like, no, like I saw the trailer and I was like, that's probably going to be a fun and totally forgettable yeah. time. I saw this and The Greatest Showman like a day apart. Right. And both of them were films that I was like, yeah, I had a fine time in the cinema. It was mm. like a perfectly serviceable couple of hours of my life. I was entertained and yeah. then I walked out and like a day later, 
most of it had gone. Like, this yeah. is not a film that stuck with me in any way. This is not a film it's, that it's like, like a, it's a pop music film. You listen yeah. to it, you have a good time, and then you can. It's fine, and there's it. totally place for films like that. And I'm glad I saw it, and I totally enjoyed it. I mean, it has a scene where Jack Black discovers his penis for the first time, <laughs> and, and that right. was worth the price yeah. of admission alone. It's a gift to cinema, really. But it's not. <laughs> yeah. It's this is not going to be a film that I think people are going to remember, or right. it's going to stick with people, or anything. I barely remember it. I saw it like a month ago. Yeah, yeah. and that's as you touched on. It's thematically, it's weightless. Mm. Yeah, and that's why I just I, that's why we keep coming back to the original because yeah. we, we just love it and because it had so much to it. But, I mean, people have loved this new film because the reception to it has been mm. massive. I think it's 76% Rotten Tomatoes, which isn't always the best. Because yeah, yeah. I think sometimes critics come into a film like Jumanji and they think, well, it's probably not going to be the best. And then by the sounds of it, they're all like, oh, it's actually, yeah, yeah no, it's okay. It's, it's a surprise win, so it gets yeah. extra points for that. So it kind of inflates its it was, rating a little bit. It was definitely better than it needed to be, mm. I think. Yeah. yeah like, I think they would have got away with it. It was a less cynical film. Like, it was a perfectly good-natured movie. But, like, mm. I think, for example, the one thing that really stood out to me, and maybe this is, like, harkening back to, like, again, vague, vague memories of the original, yeah. was the whole Nick Jonas character. I was like, I'm pretty sure that, like, in the original, uh, Robin Williams finding out that mm. he'd lost 26 years right. was a lot more heart-wrenching than Nick Jonas being like, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh it's, damn. It's heartbreaking. He, he, just... he shrugged it off in, yeah. like, a minute. Like, it was nothing. There's so much pathos to that, being like, there's this whole life that's been lived in my right, absence. Or, exactly. like, that whole thing of being like, I've been here for, like, five minutes, but the world outside has continued without me for yeah. much, much longer. There was stuff to be mined there, and it's like, I don't know if this Definitely. is like a sign of like a safer Hollywood that's like, oh, yeah, no, kids don't want to deal with that stuff, or mm. we don't, we, you know, we have to throw the next CGI fun thing at the screen to keep the kids' attention. Yeah. We can't actually, you know, spend time on, I don't know, character. Right. But like, that's, that said, actually, in, in some ways, character was somewhere where this film excelled. Like, the, the very idea of taking four actors who are known for their types mm. and having them play completely against type mm. i think was like a really really fun little yeah. subversion but yeah. it wasn't much more than that i personally think the rock like has a type and there's a reason he doesn't play against it sure and i thought that his performance in this film was like like i walked out of the film and my brother was like my <laughs> other brother the one who you know isn't wasn't overseas and you know complaining about wasn't a getting film that he saw childhood 10 years ruined, ago, yeah. um, wasn't having his childhood destroyed by this film he walked out and he was like i don't get why people like the rock he can't act for shit and i was like yeah, but he's like a he's like a modern day Arnie. He doesn't right. have to, but he doesn't have to. They, they, but they like him for, for legitimately him. But in this film, yeah, where he yeah. wasn't playing him, yeah. it stood out like a sore thumb. Sure. I thought he was terrible in this movie. You so could I, see him like, flexing at the edges of his abilities. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yet, and he was. He's still so charismatic that I bought into it. I was mm. like, no, nah, whatever, Rock, you yeah, can do whatever yeah, you want, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, Karen Gillan surprised me because I normally yes. don't rate her because like I'm a Doctor Who fan and I thought Amy Pond was like one of the worst companions of all time. Right, but and I and Nebula and Guardian just whatever yeah, yeah it's not much of but i thought karen yeah. gillan was great and i thought i thought jack black was the unquestionable highlight i thought yeah. kevin hart was a bit frustrating because like he, just, he is kevin hart he was kevin hart he, he was actually yeah. playing the he wasn't he playing was against he in. exactly yeah that was my main issue with that character the others all were recognizably the characters they were yeah. on yeah. the outside kevin hart just wasn't he just like literally he went from being like this big stoic quiet jock to just being mm. kevin hart right? yeah kevin hart's one of my like main issues that we'll kind of get into later but yeah he like literally it's just kevin hart standing in the corner being kevin hart yeah and it's just oh man it's I mean, like, like he will always get some chuckles and he plays well off against uh the rock but yeah like you said his character the kid who he was meant to be isn't that person well, like so- there was, a, there was a real opportunity for some stealth heart with the relationship between him and The Rock. Because, like, yeah. you know, at the start where Spencer's like, oh, you know, well, not like we were best friends for years and everything when he's walking away. I'm like, because we, we've all at school, you know, had friends who we were really close to and then you drift apart. For we've sure. all had people who it's like, oh, we wish that person, you know, we wish we could, like, go back the way things were before or whatever. And, you know, you drift apart, you're on different social circles, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's, like, something really relatable and powerful in that that they could have really tapped into. But it was like, yeah, by the end of it, they were just kind of reconciled. But there was never a moment where they really There was had never, to, like, an all-is-lost moment. Yeah, where they really had right. to contend with the fact that there was, like, this friendship that had been pulled apart. Mm. And I would have thought that over the course of the film, just because it was so clearly telegraphed, we would have seen them come back together in a big way and that that would have got me in the heart. Yeah, definitely. But me it too. just didn't. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that completely. It's like um, it, it actually is, is just that. Like the film, every time the film came close to like some pain, <laughs> it just was it, like, it ran away yeah, from no. it. Yeah, it <laughs> ran away from it. Yeah. Do we consider this a, uh, a sequel? Because there's a bit of, I guess if you want to call it a franchise, it's franchise continuity that they've kind of mm. avoided. And that is in the original Jumanji, at the end of it, the kids, Kirsten Dunst and the other kid. Yeah have no memory of what happened because it's, it's right. Robin Williams' character's game, whereas in this you also have uh, Nick Jonas's character. Yeah, Technically, yeah. it's his game. They've mm. come in and helped him finish it, but then they yeah, have all their point. memories intact But at the end of it. So yeah. it's just that kind of shift. 
And they're just kind of like, well, it suited our story, so we're going to do it and right. forget about that. They sort of, yeah, which is something that grates on me because, yeah, you've set up a world with certain rules. Mm. And the great thing about those rules is that they're logical. And that's often why the end conclusion feels so good when it comes and it hits all those ripe notes is because it's adhering to the rules. So as soon as you don't, you do lose it's something. It's also a different iteration of the game, though. Like, yeah, because it's now a video true. game. and not, So, I mean, like, I'm not, I, I get what you're saying, but I'm not super concerned about that mm. because I'm like, well, the whole thing at the start is that, like, the game evolves for yeah. a new generation. Yeah. So, see, I didn't love that either, to be honest. I liked the board game because I found it way more creepy. Mm. And again, because yeah, I wanted yeah. some creepiness from this. I, I liked, yeah, that it's this sort of old school thing. It could have existed forever. I don't know where this game's come from. Like, it's awesome to me that it... Could you have done the Avatar approach, though, if you'd stayed with the board No, game? but again, like I, I, can, I, like I said, I really actually did enjoy this new Jumanji. But I also liked in the first one that it came into our world. That, that, like, again, huge stakes. It's literally destroying everything. The world, like, yeah. We've already seen how many people it's destroyed just from when he went in there. Like mm. how you talked about the woman they had to go get to bring her back into the game. Like her life was ruined. Yeah. His, His parents', parents lives, lives were ruined. Like it was so well done. And then when the game comes out into our world and is literally fucking up the whole town. Yeah. That's killer. Like to me, that was awesome. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to go with the Avatar thing, yeah, probably not. Truth be told, you couldn't unless they somehow went into the board game and it was much the same. But in there, but you I, I, it would be a lot harder. I honestly think the Avatar thing was like the film's smartest innovation because, like, if yeah. they'd stuck with the board game, like, what what can you show us we didn't already see in the original film? That was like, the hook, I, wasn't it? I think yeah, and the the hook because like previously when somebody was like, oh, there's a new Jumanji film coming out, I was like. I am so disinterested. I just <laughs> do not give a shit. And then when I saw the first trailer, and I was like, oh, that's a premise? Right. That's a great premise. Yeah, I had the complete like, opposite reaction. When I first heard it, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm excited. And I think originally the first writer who was attached was the same guy who did Stranger Than Fiction, which is one of my oh. favorite films. Uh, Zach Woods, I think his name is. And I was really keen. I was really excited. Then he went off the project and new people came in. And then when the first thing I read was that it's The Rock and Kevin Hart. And I'm like, oh, fuck. This is not going to be the movie I wanted it to be. And look, I I think that like... It's weird because, like, normally I wouldn't make this argument. Like, I'd make this argument about two completely disparate films in different times. But yeah. I would. It's weird to make this argument in the case of a franchise film that literally has the same title and takes place the same continuity. Mm-hmm. But I almost think you can't compare this with the original because they're two completely different. I, beasts. Yeah, no, I actually do I mean, agree you, with that. You, you have to because, of course, it's invited by the fact that it's a continuation of the same franchise. Yeah, yeah. But like. But they are completely different films with completely different concerns. Like the first one is darker and more Spielbergian yeah. and all of that. And this one sets out to be light popcorn fun with kind of a fun, cool, original premise at the heart of it. Mm. And for more more or less it achieves that. There are definitely ways it could be better. Yeah. But by and large, you know, I got exactly what I wanted from the film. Yeah, for sure. And I agree. And I think that's also why it has done so well, because it does know what film it is. And it's definitely not the original, but it does hit the notes it needs to. And like. The comedy was great. It was yeah, some, like I think, I think that's why it's done as well. It's because you said he hit all those records. Well, it's over eight hundred million worldwide. It's the it's in the top five movies in last year right. in America, so which is fucking huge, huge when you consider what kind of movie right. it is. And even like things like in China, it smashed Star Wars box office. That's so it's that's it's, it's a mega yeah. hit. And kind of Dwayne Johnson sort of needed one because Baywatch misfired oh, yeah. massively. Yeah. Can we take a moment just to appreciate the scene where Jack Black discovers his penis? <laughs> Let's do that. Like, I know that yeah, we flagged it Jack earlier. Jack Black in general but, because, oh, oh and, man. But you know what I loved about his character? And this is like one of the things from the film that I think is like an unqualified <laughs> win is the fact that when I saw the trailer, I was like, mm. Jack Black's playing a superficial teenage girl. That's hilarious. But I think we all assumed it was going to go a certain way to be heaps and heaps of jokes about, you know, superficial teenage girl and a yes. middle-aged man's body and everything. But- he wasn't a punchline, or she wasn't a punchline. No. And that's what I liked about it. It was like, at first, you know, Bethany was horrified, and then she just kind of went with it yeah. and was fine with it. And it was the fact that, like, there was that oddly sweet thing with her and Karen Gillan, mm. where she was, like, teaching her how to flirt and everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and even, sorry, even just that you're saying her so much, like, at, that was the most amazing thing to me, is that you're like, yeah, that's the girl character. Yeah. yeah. And like, you, more so than the Kevin Hart one. And once, once kind of the initial shock of it was over which we all knew from the trailer anyway yeah there was yeah there was definitely like situational comedy that stemmed from mm. the fact but it wasn't treated as like oh look it's like jack black and it's a girl and right. it's jack black it was like that's what i thought the humor yeah. would be yeah and that's what i thought it would be from the film but it just wasn't it was like part after that you know she was just part of the team and yes. that was it yeah and no one cared and it was just kind of like quite charming and she was still a character who still had a story and still yes. learned and developed and yeah. changed and wasn't a punchline. As kind of that, somebody made this point where it's like, does a film count as passing the Bechdel test if like <laughs> one of them is played by a man? That's good. So yeah, I agree. Because it's like the comedy came from the character 
but then was slightly heightened by the fact that it was Jack Black. Yeah. You have to remind yeah. yourself, oh, no, this is a teenage girl we're meant to be seeing. But right? I just didn't think that, yeah, I, I thought that would be like a one-off cheap joke mm. that would just keep being reiterated, but it just wasn't. No. It was like, it was not I liked. I actually probably liked Bethany the most out of all the characters in that film. It should have been totally one note agree. on paper, but Jack yeah. Black just made it work. Yeah. You know I mean? Oh, you, yeah. You wonder how much involvement he had in the in the script and stuff, because mm. that's one of the interesting things when you follow Dwayne Johnson on social media and stuff, you see how long he's worked on these projects. Yeah. So he's yeah. been tweeting about Jumanji for two or three years. So that's like, I mean, you see these actors in the character, and I think they went too far with Kevin Hart because Kevin yeah, Hart is yes. not actually anybody other than Kevin Hart. He's actually really frustrating to watch. He has great chemistry with Dwayne Johnson. Mm. But he brings nothing to the table in terms of his character, apart yeah. from his uh, weakness to cake, which was pretty funny. That was great, yeah. I actually quite liked that. But, but yeah, yeah, the team chemistry was probably the best element of all four of them. And that's yeah. why I think the, the penis scene was so... I know you keep coming back to it, but it was just so <laughs> funny. Yeah. Like, I was in agony from laughing in that scene. And I think the reason for it, I just thought it was so charming because like instead of mm. her like opening it and being disgusted or horrified Right, because that's what she thinks going to happen. She just thought it was so... She thought it was yeah, great. She was excited. She's like, Martha, come check out my penis. Yeah, well, like, yeah. it, just, it was such a like... It was. I, w- I wouldn't go as far as to say it's a subversion because it's not that clever, but like it was just... It just wasn't the way I expected that scene to go. And then when, like, you know, he's got, like, Spencer has the weird thing about AIM and then Kevin yeah. Hart has keeps the thing. He keeps going on about like, that He too. keeps going yeah. about AIM. We don't yeah. know why, but he just keeps going on about it. And Kevin Hart's like, you know, mine hasn't changed. First thing I checked. Like, yeah. it's just that, like, it was just a really charming, funny little scene yeah. that I just thought yeah. was, yeah. And it came almost at the right time as well because they've just landed there. It's all been crazy. Obviously, she's gone off and died. And weirdly, that's their bonding scene. Yeah. Like, it's, it yeah, works right? so well. And it just, it, it's, that was the moment where, like, the team dynamic kind of clicked for me, where I was mm. like, I like this. I like these characters. And I loved, and I actually kind of bought into the Spencer and Martha romance. I thought it was quite sweet and quite yeah. believable yeah. for these two characters. Because it wasn't like the, oh, you know, the nerd gets with the, you know, super popular girl or whatever. It was just like, no, it was just totally believable. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And it was just like, yeah, I can totally see why these two would be attracted to each other. Yeah. I can totally see why they fit. And the scene where they kiss, <laughs> it was just like that, that horrible awkward teenage kiss that we all had at some stage but with the rock and karen gillen who were two like beautiful people and who just committed to it (laughs) it was so good yeah i actually think so there are three main problem characters yep in the film and if two of them get a little bit of a tweak and one of them gets a bit of an overhaul then the film kind of works because already it's it's general fun it's kind of like i think we've talked about this before Mm. when a film's kind of like an easter egg it's bright it tastes nice on top and this is hollow in the middle and this is what this film was perfect pretty weightless but the three characters that I would fix are Spencer, Fridge, and the antagonist, Van Pelt, who I thought oh, yeah. for the whole movie, I thought his yeah. name was Van Pelt. <laughs> I kept waiting for some pouting and it never happened. I thought, what the fuck are they calling him that <laughs> That's for? That's amazing. But yeah, yeah, Van Pelt, he's the one who kind of needs an overhaul because oh, I no, think yeah. that the- It was a really terrible villain. Yeah. There was no sense of danger. He's probably the worst movie villain of 2017. Mm. I can't actually think of a worse one. I mean, Rita Repulsa was pretty bad, Rita but this was guy, pretty bad. she had a purpose, and, and kind of. This Hala guy's got nothing. was pretty bad in Thor Ragnarok, but oh, he, the, was by, yeah. he wasn't even a character. Like He was by far the worst, and they can kind of get away with it a little bit because he's a you know the video game character. Right. But even no, still, I agree. Yeah. I think you need to try harder. But Spencer's But even then, of, they could have they could even used that. The way they'd use that with what's-his-name character, the New Zealander. Oh, yeah, uh, Reese Darby's Reese Darby, thank yeah, you. Nigel, I think it was. How yeah. he kind of was fitting the mould of that you know, non-playing character yeah. who repeats himself. You could have had that with his video game character and, I don't know, made made it so because he is just a video game, like, you can't kill him, you can't hurt him, you can't stop him. Like, mm. he could have been really ferocious yeah, and like terrible. Yeah, like Terminator. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. But he was just... He could have had a lot more fun with it, but he's yeah. just very yeah. bland and one note all oh, the yeah. way through. Oh, yeah. I can't even really... I couldn't really tell you anything about him. I can't really remember him much. <laughs> yeah. Because he was, he was just that bland. Yeah. But Spencer, I think, is your lead and he's the one you want to fix first. But I just don't think there's enough going on with his character. He's a little bit stock standard. No, I agree. I think that one of the most interesting parts of the film for me was near the end when they've beaten Jumanji and he kind of goes, oh, 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 what have we stayed? And I was like, oh. Oh, here we go. fucking annoying because completely unearned. You've done nothing to build like the building blocks Mm -hmm. for why he would want to stay there. And that's one thing you need to change with him. Yeah, right. That would be beautiful if he was like genuinely. I wanted to buy in on that moment and I just didn't. I Mm. found it a cool idea, but I'm like, why though? Yeah, they yeah. should have been. That should have been in there from the get go. Like it, it makes sense for his character in this world. He is the Rock. Yes, and he's kicking ass. He's literally got no downside. What was it? The terminology they use. He's got no weaknesses. No weakness. Yeah, 
He's literally got no weaknesses. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he, oh, I'm so annoyed because I've done. Um, I was doing school holiday workshops with kids mm. over over the Christmas holidays. Yeah. And um, the first thing I do when I'm like teaching character how to come up with a character is like, all right, come up with a character that likes, dislikes, that adds details and Correct. strength and weakness because like weakness is what makes a character interesting. And yeah. every single one of them was like, but in Jumanji, <laughs> and I was like, oh, you. Fucking little shit. Like, it was so annoying. But I was like, no, but Spencer had weaknesses. That's why I had to keep pointing out. But every little smart ass was like, but ain't you mind you? You didn't have a weakness. They can work around that. They could have and they should have. Even if The Rock's, like, the Avatar Mm. is, you know, he's got no weakness. You want Spencer's weaknesses to be pushing through because they're just too big. I think for that moment to be earned... You need Spencer to show more excitement at the fact that he's the Rock. Absolutely, like you totally, and that I think would have added more to his character too. Because like for the whole film, he's just still like terrified and jittery and everything. Yeah, he's just nervous. And there are very few moments, unless I'm forgetting stuff. I know there were moments where he was like, you know, showing off his newfound power and Mm, stuff. mm. But it would have been really exciting if like if you want to add that little bit of complexity and everything, show scenes where he kind of like takes something out on fridge or sort of Mm, acts up or like lords it over everyone with the fact that suddenly for the first time in his life, he's like this fucking god. Right. And they've got to rein him back in. And they've got to rein him back in. And then like, I don't know, I just think there's something to that where it's like, you know, you've got to think about characters as like, you know, points of identification for the audience. And Mm. like speaking as, you know, a former, well, current, like skinny nerdy guy. Yeah. Like if I was growing up as a kid, an insecure kid, and I watched that film Mm. and I'd identify with Spencer out of all of those characters and then you're looking at, like, Spencer's suddenly the rock. Right. There is totally, like, a wish fulfillment thing there. Definitely. That yeah. you could have done something with where he was like, oh, my God, I'm so excited by this and I'm actually enjoying yeah. this. And then, like, and then he has to learn to let go of it because it's right. not that small to brave zone that's important. It's Spencer yes. that's important. And that would have been a really even used that, arc. that he started to sabotage them going home because he wanted to stay right. in the game. Like, how yeah, good would that have yeah, been? Yeah, yeah. He's like, why would I want to be Spencer when I can be small to Braveheart? Absolutely. Like that's like at the start, and this is what I'm talking about building blocks at the start when we had him, when we saw him when he was at school, you need to make him more of a loser. Mm. You need to strip him down a bit more. Yeah. Make his, his family life shit. Maybe mum's not there or dad's not there or sure. they fight and his siblings are shit or maybe they're a little bit better than him and he's just this outcast. Don't give him that friend at school either. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. He's oh got yeah, the friend. Yeah. So then it just becomes a bit disingenuous when he's he wants to be friends with Fridge and he's kind of yeah. Pining. Why, is he why so won't Fridge be friends him? with me when you've got this guy here who wants to be your friend? It makes me not like him that much. Yeah. So yeah. take that away. Make him a loner. And then at the end, we believe that yeah, of course he wants to be Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. He wants to be that guy at the end. You need to have these insecurities, and he just mm. didn't have any. Again, pile on the weaknesses. So that yes. when you go into a world where a character has. No weaknesses. Yeah. He's like, this is everything I've ever wanted. Because he never hits, pardon the pun, but he never hits rock bottom. <laughs> and he kind of needs to in this film. Yeah. And he needs, that's when, like, it should it should be about friendship. It should be about friends and them coming together and helping each other mm. out. And they just don't hit those notes. And it's a missed opportunity to have, like, what you called before, stealth heart. Yeah. You don't have yeah. any heart. No. It's a little bit annoying. We have fun and you can eat your popcorn and watch it, but you don't actually invest in it. And part of that is his friendship with Fridge is so problematic for me because it comes to the fore when it's convenient for the screenwriters, but they don't mm. actually do anything with it. Kind of like you said before, Gabe, like they don't push the issue and make them have like a confrontation. Like their friendship probably needs to be like the heart mm-hmm. undercurrent through the whole thing. The thing that makes you invest in the story. 
and we just flat out don't. And no. it's just frustrating to watch that. It kind of starts out that way, but then like Spencer's attention shifts to Martha mm. and Fridge like just becomes Kevin Hart standing in yeah, a corner, he's screaming just, and crying. He just steps up when we need a good gag, basically. He has no arc. At no all. arc. Yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, then afterwards when they're back in the real world, they're buddies. Yeah, like, like, oh, well, that wasn't earned at all. Like, not even one little bit. Like, even a moment of triumph. And am I remembering this wrong? But Fridge defeats the snake. Yeah, doesn't he? That's right. Yeah, yeah. He defangs it. That thing happens. And not long after, Spent is, like, literally throwing him to the wolves. Killing him, basically. Which I found to be the most fucked scene (laughs) Was that in the whole thing. um, When he sacrificed him. Yeah. 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 It's so fucked. It's fucked. I I was like, believe it. It was, yeah, it was... That that need, there needed to be more from the, that. There's so no backlash that, that little, to that action, mm. and I was like, "Oh my god!" That, that little scuffle afterwards, right? But then that was. Oh, was it after? Was that after or before? I think it was before. I think it was actually before. I, yeah. I'm getting it all mixed yeah, up. No, but, like, yeah. but the bit where he sacrificed him, I was like, "Sacrifice yourself, Spencer! You right. fuck!" Right? He just like, like I think he respawns or whatever, and he's kind of like, "What the hell, man!" And you're yeah, like, and then that's "Oh, okay." It. And then there's no fight. There's no like, "I thought mm. we were friends. We're not friends." Like, there's no friction. And it's like that should have happened. And you could have given Fridge more of an arc because he lost the gem because he was just basically being kind of neck. Like wasn't yeah. paying attention. So if that was part of his problem, this is a guy who's always lazy and negligent and can't bother doing anything himself. Which you know he was getting what's his name to do, Spencer to do his homework. But basically, if that was a bigger issue in his life that he needs to pay attention, and actually take responsibility, well then yeah, you lost the gem. So guess what? You have to sacrifice mm. yourself. But again, none of that came through. There's that moment early in the film, you know, when Spencer's doing Fridge's homework for him, mm. and I kind of want that to play out. Like that should be this ongoing argument throughout the film because basically what happened there is Spencer was kind of negligent mm. and just copied his homework and did it for Fridge and then Fridge gets in trouble. And that should be like a big thing for them because Fridge is like not good academically, right. needs to have good grades because he's all about football and the football scholarship and blah, blah, blah. And so he should be like, fuck you, man. You're actually fucking with my future. Mm. You loser. They should fight. And there's just no like back and forth between them. Yeah. And that's that's the undercurrent of heart throughout the whole film. These two need to be like fighting with each other. Yeah. But they need to be friends and that we need to see them, you know, come full circle at the end and be friends. And we just don't. It should be, you know, at the end, when Spencer's like, oh, maybe we should stay here to Martha. Mm. Fridge should be in that moment too. Yeah, oh, definitely. Like, don't worry so much about Bethany, but it, it should be a story of friendship mm. and the you know relationship that he's building with Martha. But it should be Fridge also saying, nah, man, come back. Right. Like everything you want is back in the real also, world. We don't have to stay in Jumanji. You yeah. also really want more of the fact that like, and again, this would be fixed if Spencer was actually enjoying being small to Bravestone yeah. openly. More of the fact that Fridge is used to being like, you know, the big buff high right. status guy. And suddenly he's the small weedy guy mm. and Spencer's the big muscly guy who everyone's looking to. Yep. And Spencer's like, if Spencer's enjoying it, then that makes, you know, Bethany and Martha kind of, you know, work with him more. And suddenly Fridge is the ignored one. Right. You want more of Fridge being like, I've gone from like top dog yeah. to being just nobody. Now I'm like the lowest status member in this group. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. It's such a role reversal. And yeah. And there's so much you can play with that. And then, and then you sort of like feed in the whole thing with the homework where, you know, like Fridge can be angry and angry at him being like, you know, you fucked up my future. And he's like, I was your friend. And yeah. now you make me do your fucking homework. Yeah. Do your own homework. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, there's, there's so much in there that it was just like, I mean, it felt like almost like a second draft of a script, not a right. bad yeah. second draft, yeah, but yeah. one where it was like, somebody could have come in and been like, okay, there are like, there are pockets of like drama and mm. tension and stakes and emotion here that you can actually open up and mine some really good stuff that, sure. that I believe would actually get this film because it's a great premise yep. within the framework of that great, because a great premise isn't enough. Mm. Like within the framework of that great premise could actually come out with a film that is as memorable as the first one was mm, for sure. you guys. Yep. And you know, has that weight and relatability. It's one of those annoying films, isn't it, where the pieces are kind of just there. Oh, they're yeah, visible, they're all there. And they haven't actually just done the little tweaks. So it doesn't yep. need a full, you know, makeup. It doesn't need the full maintenance. It just needs no. like a few little prods here and there and it suddenly comes alive. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Basically, you just need to end Spencer's story with that fear of everything I've done to build myself up to build my friendship back up with mm-hmm. Fridge, to build things with Martha, that might all go away yeah. if I go back to the right. real world. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's why I want to stay. And they just, they don't. They give you a half ass mm. thing where you're kind of like, oh, all right, fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just frustrating. And even even the win at the end to get on top of the mountain and put the gem back in, that felt way too easy. Yeah, and definitely. Again, I'm going to compare it to the first one because the first one, everything was so frigging hard. Yeah. To the point that you're like, I don't know if they're going to get this or mm. if they do, there's, there's going to be a cost to it because there's been a cost to every move they've made. Yeah. Where this one didn't, there was no cost. How do you point. feel about the lives thing, how they get three lives? Because in the original, mm. obviously, the stakes kept going up and it's because they kept getting chipped away at. Like, yes. Uh, Kirsten Dunst's character gets poisoned. Yeah. Um, the kid turns into a monkey. Th- things are going very bad. Whereas mm. in this, it's just kind of like, oh, another life, another life. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I like it because they, they actually did do the video game analogies pretty well i think i I quite liked 
some of the stuff they did there. So I think, that, yeah, I don't mind having the lives thing. I guess having it that they cared about them more. Like yep. it was a greater loss when you lost a life. Mm. So especially with, with him sacrificing Fridge, like, yeah, that should have been way bigger because he's like, yeah, I've, I've got an extra life, but dude, now I'm one life down. Like if that, I only had three lives and I lost one, well, that's a third of my lives. Yeah. I would not be happy in, about that. In a terribly dangerous situation like that. Like, exactly. One yeah. life down, that's one step close to death. And it's like, you just fucking sacrificed yeah. me. Like, You're in the jungle. I could die like and that. And if they react more with more believable terror to losing a life, like yes. yeah, if I had three lives and I lost one, I'd be fucking terrified. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. I'd be like, shit, I already lost one life. That means I can lose another one yes. very easily. Yeah. And, you know, there's so much in that, and that should have led into more anger mm. there. But again, yeah. it's um, that coming towards the danger and then veering away Stakes from would it. feel a lot higher if their reactions to losing lives was big- mm. were bigger. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, I mean, Nick Jonas's character gets bitten by a mosquito and dies. <laughs> like, yeah. and that, that was a big moment because this is him actually dying and they managed to have a pretty good workaround. Yeah. But again, we should have had that emotion for every death, even if you've got three in the chamber. Like, yeah. it's a big deal. That's how you build the stakes and that's how you make people be like, oh, shit, shit. Do you right. know what I mean? Like, there was no point where I'm leaning in to the screen and being like, uh, being worried for these yeah, characters. Yeah, like, I want a bit more tension. I want, to be, yeah. I want to feel tense. And they did the hard part, which is making you like the characters. Mm. Like, I liked most of them. I was yeah. invested in them. But at the same time, like, nothing, it all felt weightless. Mm. That, that's what it boiled down to. Yeah. We've talked a bit about Fridge, but I mean, when we meet him, he's, you know, the stoic, tough, proud teen. He's keen to impress the girls. He's the footballer. But then he just becomes Kevin Hart. Right. And I wonder, um, from a writing point of view, do you tweak the screenplay with that or is it a ma- simply a matter of recasting Kevin Hart? Good question. Is Kevin Hart capable of playing yes. the character we needed? Okay, you know what the solution is? Yeah. If you want to go with Kevin Hart, mm. the solution is that when he was younger and him and Spencer were friends, he was like that. He was the loudmouth, fast-talking, right. sort of because yeah, he was yeah. jittering, insecure, and a kid. Mm. And then when they hit puberty and he suddenly grows like three spur. feet... And suddenly he's cool and everything. And if in the early scenes you have moments where that Kevin Hartness comes out mm. and, you know, maybe, I don't know if you have like a flashback to them as kids and you see yeah. him as being like the, you know, the jittery fast talk right. that also invests us people in the friendship. Because we're not see... just told that they're friends, we actually see them being exactly friends. Exactly, right. And if we had moments where they, as the kids before the game started, where we see them together one-on-one and we see a bit of that Kevin Hart fridge, and then we have another scene where they're with the rest of the school kids and one, he's ignoring Spencer. Yeah, but two, yeah, yeah. He, he's being someone he's not. Like, yeah. yeah. And again, there's his arc right there is to learn And that justifies Kevin Hart. Otherwise- yeah. Otherwise, Kevin Hart off. strips that character of sort of any authenticity, really. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, like so much of Kevin Hart's humor does come from the fact that he's a little guy and like they use those jokes- but yeah, you've got a big guy in a little guy's body. You could, you could even, even if you want to just go down the jokes thing, you could have him trying to do things that he can't physically do anymore, which I yeah. mean, they did have a little bit of. They did, but probably only like once or twice, whereas that should be his thing until yeah. he learns that, no, nah, I need to find so, another but, way. And but when it does happen, it should actually hurt him because he's gotten so used to being, yeah. you know, like you said, big guy on campus that he actually goes, you know, withdraws into himself yeah. because he's, he's generally like, I don't know who I am anymore. Mm. So just, he needs to learn who he is as much as Spencer does. Just like the way of speaking as well. Like, um, yeah, it's not like, at all. It doesn't, it doesn't match up at all because like mm. Bethany still talks like Bethany, but yeah. why does Fridge go from being like, you know, slow, deep measured voice to being like, to being like, what yeah. the hell? You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, no, both, both the girls were perfect as their characters. Where do we lay the blame on that? Do, we, do you blame it on the actor? Do you put it on the, the screenwriter? Or is it just a matter of like the direction just wasn't strong enough? Because someone mm. at some point needs to be like, Kevin, like we get that you're a comedian and an actor right. and this is your shtick, but for fuck's sake, play a character. I wonder if it's a studio thing where it's like, yeah, yeah but Kevin Hart has to play Kevin Hart. Right. That's like, probably what and it if is. It's, yeah, if it's a matter of like, you know, because I'm sure that Kevin Hart improvises heaps. He's a comedian. Right. So like whether it's a matter of like it was written differently in the script mm. and then Kevin Hart came on and he just was Kevin Hart. Yeah. And maybe the director was kind of like, oh, well, maybe we do it this way. But maybe the studio's like, no, you've got Kevin Hart. You have to like capitalize on Kevin Hart. Right. Maybe. I don't know. But No, like, I think that's fair. They're like, no, we've hired Kevin, Kevin Hart. We want to see Kevin Hart in our film. Yeah. I wonder, it could be like a combination of things of like, you know, the director did. I mean, because I mean, it's big budget Jumanji sequel in 2017. Like, I don't think anybody was like, to be completely honest with you guys, I don't think anybody was especially intent on making sure it all matched up or made yeah. sense or mattered because they obviously yeah. weren't because there were so many places where the film sure. fell short yeah. or didn't fulfill its potential. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think it was a matter of them just not really caring enough to, yeah, definitely. Mm. to follow it through. Yeah. I also, just on Fridge, like I wish that his main triumphant moment, uh, which was the thing with the snake, which actually happened quite early on for him True, as well, yeah. but I wish that 
it had come about based on like a fridge thing rather than the mm. the, the skills of the video of the game character. player. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like th- that's just been gifted to him in the game. It's not any of his own doing. For sure. And something that's not related to him being big and good at football. Yes. So he can say, I've got values beyond those superficial ones that everyone now is lauding me for. Yeah. Uh, and then that is his, his yeah triumphant moment of... Yeah. Well, first of all, he comes in and he's a little guy and he can't do the things he can usually do that makes everyone love him, but there's still the stuff there to make people love him. Like this, he's still got qualities yeah, that are right. worth valuing. Yeah. Like I'd even like it. It'd be really nice if they foreshadowed it by applying something from like the school assignment that, yeah, you yeah. know, that, that he's making Spencer do for him you know, at the start and have Spencer trying to teach him and you have Fridge being like, no, no, no. But then later the lesson has sunk in and then mm. it's like a nice moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like a nice bit of growth and it brings sure, them closer yeah. together or something. And that proves that, you know, they don't need the game enhanced powers to succeed. Yes. Whereas I just think the movie went too far down the road of, no, nah, it's all about, you know, you've got super strength and you've got this. Yeah. And, yeah. Which is and- fun. And again, it's the wish for mil- fulfillment thing. Mm. Right? Yeah. And your weakness is poison. Wouldn't it be everyone's weakness? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one was weird. Uh, they didn't use that at all like I thought they would. I thought you'd have Karen Gillan being poisoned and they're trying to make an emotional moment right. out of it. But they used it as like a punchline at the end for her yeah. to just respawn and give them the right, the right. thing to win the game. But yeah. Yeah, you didn't really need to, Like, obviously, yeah, if you're going to get bitten by a snake, that's going to kill anybody. Yeah, definitely. So the antagonist is probably the one that annoys me the most because they're just in what they already have exists a very easy chance... Uh, to make like a compelling antagonist mm. and it's just a real missed opportunity as it stands you almost feel like you could take him out and it wouldn't even matter oh yeah absolutely yeah. like what we get from bobby carnival was probably yeah he's the most cardboard villain of the year <laughs> oh yeah by by a country mile too and the funny thing is they also kind of just like maybe get away with it because he's just a shitty video game boss right it doesn't have to be deep and complicated like yeah. they they can argue against that you, you can criticize them for mm. that and you, they can be like well it is a video game so yeah surely was, you know mm. can't we do that that was why i sort of forgave them for it like and yeah exactly what you're saying like i watched it and i was like oh you could be better but like I, because i kind of bought into the video game aspect of it i was like well yeah i guess that's what he is so yeah but i'd also have more fun if they tried something different with it so i think that the first move you need to make is alex by by nick jonas it's fucking mm-hmm. gone Okay. Get yeah. rid of him. Yeah. Also, Nick Jonas doesn't need to be in the film. He's garbage. Well, no. It just kind of felt like a really half-assed attempt to sort of redo the Robin Williams arc from yeah. the first yes. one of the guy yeah. who'd been stuck in the game for years, but with none of the heart or focus or anything. They just couldn't and, follow it through. And again, and none there. of and none of the stakes. Like Robin Williams came back as a wild man, where he was yeah. living it up, making cocktails and chilling yeah. out. Like he he really did. None of it seemed to phase him overly much. I think you keep the character of Alex, but you make that character be played by Bobby Carnival's villain. Okay. So yeah, instantly, yeah. I think it's an improvement on the villain because it's a real person and not yeah. just like this video game. You know, it, he, he becomes one of the avatars. So there's five of them in the game now. Mm. But you have it. Like you still have it that he's been in there for 20 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So imagine, like, imagine being stranded in a game for 20 years in the Jumanji jungle. This right. guy's gone insane. So you add that, you know, in the real world, Alex was a loser like Spencer, perhaps. You have a bit of similarity cool. there. Oh, yes. Played the game alone. And then and he, got he doesn't want to leave. For because... 20 years. Yeah, right? But he... I think he's gone through that stage already. Right. Like he... You imagine being in there for 20 years, you go through everything. Like yeah. He's tried to get out. He's failed. All of these things. Like he's just completely fucked up. He's, he's, it's kind of like how they advance as far as they could. He's done the same. But you reach a certain point in the game where it's just impossible to do it alone. You actually need help, which I mm. think is kind of should be the message of Jumanji. Is yeah. You're not in it alone. You've got friends. You need help. Like cool. that should be the thing. Everybody needs help. Everybody needs friends should be kind of like a message that you come out of the film with. Yep. So imagine Alex, you're playing that character of Van Pelt. He was down to his last life, perhaps. So maybe he's been in there mm. 20 years and he's been trying and he's lost two lives. So in desperation, like he... I reckon he would take over all the bad guy minions. Yeah, he's, he's collecting power to, protect, he's them, yeah, to protect, protect his himself. last life. Yeah, I like that. And also he's trying to get them to help him complete the game, but he very quickly finds out that because they're actually, they're just fucking useless because they're scripted. Right. Like yeah. they, they're on a loop and they can't actually do the things that he wants them to yeah, do. They're they can't they're yeah, they're all NPCs. They can't help you, yeah. They can't say or do anything. They're just, you know, they're victims of their writing, basically. So Alex, he's just gone insane over the course of two decades mm. because he's trapped and living out, you know, this fake life with fake humans. Like, imagine how unhinged this guy would be. Yeah, mm. you would go insane. Like, even, like, imagine a fun scene. You know when they're sitting around the campfire, you know, and they're having their bad guy talk or whatever and, and mm. all of that? And just imagine him, like, being involved in that and then it just plays again in a loop. Yeah. And he would just go along with it because I figure at a certain point you choose between loneliness mm. or just being surrounded by something. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's just yeah. having the same conversation. You could have an amazing scene there. You could even have, like, uh, a scene where one of the characters, one of the bad guy 
characters yep. ask him something and he opens his heart and says all this stuff, all his emotion about Beautiful. it. And then yeah. at the end, they're just like, ask him the question again. And there's no actual just, reaction to it. And it's just like a, a short one word answer. Right. Like he's just dead inside. Like, yeah. yeah. So now, like, imagine on top of that, you have these four kids now enter Jumanji. And suddenly for Van Pelt, it's the first change in, like, you know, probably a de- like, if in 20 years, it's the first time something different has happened in the game. Yeah. So where he'd become disillusioned, he's now energized. He's yeah, got to cool. stop them from in his head, stop them from winning the game, or else he's stuck in there forever. Yeah. So this is part of the film that I actually liked what they did, where they're getting chased, you know, and the chases are just that little bit shit. Like, they're just a little bit slower when the when mm. the time comes. Their gunshots just miss by a little bit. And it's okay. all perfectly understandable because they're, you know, it's a video game. Right. Of course, they're not quite as good as the bad guy. Yes. So, I'd like to see, you know, some confidence from the guys grow. Like, Spencer and all those guys start to think, this is all right. We're going to be able to get through this. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But then you have Van Pelt sort of step up. And he's a real person. So, he's capable. His shots don't miss. And mm. perhaps, you know, that's how they're starting to lose a couple of their lives. Yeah. He should definitely take one of their lives, if not oh, more. Yeah. 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 Like he should be very threatening. Yep. Rather than Especially, he's very inactive in the film. He yeah. just kind of sits there and gets his guys to do it. Yeah. Again, he's well, a video game character who doesn't really know any better, but make mm, him a person and he does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When he kills them, it's so much more haunting because he's a person, he knows their people, and he's literally stealing their lives away. Like yeah. that's huge. Like, Everything that's he does is like chipping away at his humanity and yeah. kind of what's left of it, which is I find quite interesting. Mm. I do think ultimately they would need him and perhaps they'd probably, you know, the kids get as far as they can in the game as well. So to realize we, yeah. all players have to band together to win Jumanji and they've got to team up with him, I right. think. Right. You can have a great moment there where they realize, oh, shit, we can't leave without him. Yeah. And so imagine going to the bad guys who've been trying to kill you the whole time and be like, yeah. let's band together. And they have to convince him that you can't leave without us either. And yeah. he's kind of like, what the fuck? But then, so they team up. I reckon he'd probably flake out and betray them, mm-hmm. you know, as is probably standard at some point. But then may become good because I kind of love like the good redemptive villain. You know, like... Um, Ed Harris in National Treasure. Hmm. It's a bad guy the whole way through, but then he has yeah. like this redemptive arc right at the end. It's quite yes. nice. I yeah. see something like that for the character of Alex. Cool. Like I don't actually think he would get out of the game. I think he probably dies. Right. There is another take on that though, because I think yeah. that's awesome. But I think what if, if you really want to hammer home the parallel with Spencer, what if he's a character who's coming to the game yeah. and he's made that choice of, I don't want to leave because oh, I've helps. got yeah. power here. And he's been living it up for 20 years being like, or maybe they do it the game thing where it's like a shortened amount of time. So he's only been in there for like, a year. I like him being in there for a long time, personally. Yeah, Yeah, I think so Either or, but like you have him in there being like, I don't want to leave. And then you shift forward Spencer's moment of what if we stayed a little Mm. bit earlier. Yes. And then Spencer has to convince Van Pelt to come with, because like the the threat for Van Pelt is they win the game, we all leave. Yeah. Yeah. So Van Pelt's actively trying to stop them to keep them in there. And then maybe Spencer has the moment of being like, oh, what if we stayed? And then he has to decide not to. And then it's up to him to convince Van Pelt to work with them. Right. What if Van Pelt and Spencer actually flip? And it's Van Pelt is kind of like, oh, no, I see a way out. And I mm. desperately want to. And Spencer's like, no, but I'm powerful. I want to be here. And then Van Pelt would be like, yeah. look what 20 years of power gets you. Right. Look yeah. at me. Like, yeah. And he's just dead inside. For sure. That could definitely be the thing. Because I think that Van Pelt's got to be that lesson. Like, he doesn't need to say it. There's that scene early in the film where the principal very, like, hams it up and mm. drives that message home. I can't remember what he was saying, yeah, but he was right. kind of like, you gotta, you only get one life and you've yeah. got to make the most of it. And the emotional music kicked in and I kept waiting yeah. for them all to laugh. Right. But the film played it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You kind of want that Luck near right. the end. And Van Pelt's like that lesson without saying it in a hammy way, but he's just mm. kind of like, you're always going to be stronger together and you don't have to be alone. Yeah. I've yeah. been alone for 20 years and look what it's done to me. Like, you don't have to be mm, like that. Because mm. I think, you know, ultimately Jumanji's about finding the real you. That's yeah. what it's got to be. And it's about embracing the individuality of others mm-hmm. and everyone sort of coming together. That's yeah. Jumanji for me. No, like, that's yeah, what I, I loved about the original. And that's just a little bit of like the yeah. the thematic and the heart and all that sort of totally. those things that were missing from this one. That's all I'd really tweak with it. Yep. Yeah, and I agree. And you've chosen the right characters for that because talking it through then we've basically come up with ways you can mirror that theme yep. across all of them they all, it's it's a thing they all need to learn and i think yeah i think the the two female characters do learn that like they realize there's parts that they don't have that the other people do and that together well they get to do it she teaches yep. her how to flirt and all that sort of stuff i didn't really have an issue with either of the female characters no, i thought they were brilliant. awesome if Which anything they're probably the two biggest strengths of the a, film right for oh a yeah, Hollywood yeah. Film. yeah it's this quite strange version, isn't it? anyway but yeah the biggest issue is the antagonist because yeah. while it does technically work because he's a cardboard villain in a, mm. in a video game world it just would have been nice if the fifth player was him and then totally, you can yeah. yeah you can bring home those things with spencer and really hammer home the point that yeah. you want to tell the story about but yeah that's that's sort of mm. what I would fix. But, I mean, this has just been greenlit for a sequel. Right. Which sounds fucking crazy and it's true. 
I don't know what you guys think, but well, where would you see this going? Because okay, it's so a challenge, definitely. To me, I think there's only one way to keep it fresh and interesting because obviously they're going to bring back all the same actors. And I think it would be a bit of a cop out if the actors were suddenly, they, they were all avatars for different characters, unless they all go in and suddenly Bethany is smolder. Oh, and okay. So, so something like that, that yeah. I think would be the only uh, another way you could do interesting it is- way, like if they all. Yeah different people different avatars you could also have that the game comes out again and the avatars come out so we get both the young versions and the avatars fighting side by side but the avatars are now the avatars the avatars yeah. so Spence has to team up with right. Dr. Smolder Bravestone I do yes. think the, yeah the, the problem here you know obviously getting green light for a sequel because mm. it's made heaps of money but like the reason people like this film because it's the only part of the film that like that is quite strong is those characters and you like yeah, those yeah. characters and you invest in them as a team and they're good it's a big risk to bring them back and either switch them so it's the same actors playing different characters mm. or even like if they do come out and they are the avatars, they're going to be playing different characters. So it won't yeah. be Smolder or Spencer or whatever. It's true. So there is... I think they'll keep it the same and I think they'll have done something in their time in Jumanji that's messed with the world a little bit. Okay. And they'll get the call out to come back. <coughs> and even if they set it, maybe they're off in college and they've all kind of broken up a bit and yeah, gone separate yeah. ways and it's them coming back together. Mm. I think that's probably the way to do it. Also, they smashed the game with the bowling ball. How are they going to get oh. the game back? That was, that was what I liked about it because like when yeah, I finished it, seemed I was like, finite. it's done. There's, yeah. no, there's no sequel to that. What are you going to carry on? Like every, like it's, I mean, obviously there's stuff that could be fixed and yeah. we have been doing that, but like I finished the film and I was like, I don't need more. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. And, yeah, and yeah. I actually thought that the scene of them smashing the game with the bowling ball was like the most definitive way to be like, mm. when it was like, you know, when there was the beating, it was like, oh, they're setting up for the sequel. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. And that's we what I thought a- was one of the freshest things about it. it was yeah. like, there was no tag. I it was think just like, that, nah, done. I think yeah. $800 million changed their mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, like, I feel like if I'm being honest, as much as I like to, you know, be like, oh, well, storytelling integrity, $800 million would probably change my mind <laughs> yeah. too. So, you know. How many sequels did you want? Two, three? And on that note, I've been carning. I've been Gabe. I've been Damien. Uh, and if you want to come into the jungle with us and discuss Jumanji, uh, you can reach us at moviemaintenance at sanspants.com or you can find us at Sanspants Radio on Twitter or at MM Sanspants or individually, I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. I'm at Gaberg Moser. And I'm at Midday Pajamas. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. for listening. If you want to help support the show, why not become a member at sanspantsplus.com and get early access to our shows, a bunch of exclusive content and much, much more. That's sanspantsplus.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.